What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You know what's funny, Charity? What's funny, Mark? Every time we sit down to record... I hover my finger over the record button, and I'm always like, what am I going to say? Really? I, I Still, even years into it now, I look and I say, I don't know what I'm going to say here. This is weird. You get nervous. And then like, I hold my finger and I hover over the button, Charity, and still to this day, like I still do get those little butterflies because I don't want to let our creeps down and say something dumb. But well, you, you can always take it out if you say something dumb. You leave it in when I say dumb stuff. Not really. Not anymore. Now I don't care because people got used to the fact that I say dumb stuff all the time and they just got to roll Can we talk about the coldness that was super duper duper cold and then all of a sudden the next day was like almost to 50? So yeah, we can absolutely discuss it. Do you want to give me my, want me to give you my rundown? (laughs) Mark didn't leave the house. (laughs) I saw it was going to be really, really cold. So I sat in my living room chair the entire time that it was 25 below zero. And looked outside, and I tell you, it was looked very cold. I was up in North Conway. So you were probably even colder. Yep, and I guess at the top of Mount Washington with the I wind, it this. was like negative 100 and something. It was like 120. Isn't that crazy? And now my lips are so chapped, I like am lubing them up every single day. Oh, boy. You know, leave that. We're leaving that right in there. <laughs> wow, Terry. What were you doing in North Conway? <laughs> Putting chapstick on my lips. North Con- Conway is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I absolutely love it. I spent a bunch of time up there 
you know, in the early 2000s. And it, it's gorgeous. There's nowhere like it. There nope. really isn't. I feel like you're in a different land. It's like God's country. I love it in the summertime, the wintertime. Just love it. Charity loves it, guys. Do you hear? I want to say real quick, we have a lot of people who have asked us to talk about Tyler Doyle. And he's a missing duck hunter who went missing. He fell from his boat in Myrtle Beach area. We are looking into this, and we were going to talk about it more in depth today, but Too there's much. a lot of weird stuff that's kind of right. There being were spoken rumors that came out on certain things, but then you know the families said that they don't listen to these rumors. It's just very strange situation all around. Um, and actually, the first person that sent it to me um, was Amy Knox, and she said, "Charity, thanks for being my favorite podcast. I thought this would be a case that's current to my area." In nation for you guys to look into and possibly cover. If you can't see the forward info, let me know so I can I can see why. So she was the first one who sent it, and I started to look into it a little bit. And I said, "This is it, there was more in the earlier stages, and now it's just there's too much stuff to even get into right now." I'm looking at a help find Tyler Doyle Facebook page right here, and then people commenting on it. Why are you hiding the truth? Why don't we talk about what's really going on? Really, like there's some stuff. Oh my gosh. The unfortunate part is I can't find what this stuff is. So we're going to have to look into this more. I'm going to leave that tab open and take a peek at it because if there's somebody who's out there missing and we can help bring them back. Of course. That's what we're going to do. Absolutely. As of this moment, let everyone be on the lookout for Tyler Doyle. Yes. 32-year-old guy, I believe it said it was. Fell off of a boat. They found a lot of his supplies and his stuff. His his waders or something. Yeah, they found weird we want nothing but the best for him, his family, and everybody involved. And I think at some point, as more stuff comes to light, we should definitely talk about it I some agree. More. Let me talk about something real quick that's bugging me as oh, well. Oh, guys, here we go. I heard about this beforehand. Which part? <laughs> Are we talking about uh, the whole rust thing yes. right now? Yes. He's, yep. he's a little fired up, guys. All right. I Maybe some of the stuff I said apparently get taken out of context, which is fairly common because Charity just watched something happen in my living room oh, and got taken out of context guys, by my girlfriend. Guys, it wasn't good. I said something. Charity set her phone down, put her hands together, and then rubbed them and then looked at Kristen to find out how Kristen was going to react. I was like, I'm just going to be quiet and just let this play out. And it did. It's fine. I had a valid point. Yeah, it was actually an amazing conversation. I enjoyed it very much. It was good entertainment, guys. It's going to make fun for our weekly get-together out and about. Correct. That's for sure. Because when I tell your husband this story, he's going to look at me like, dude, what were you thinking? Dude. Right. Do you have a, do you, do you want to get hurt? Do you remember a dude, where's my car? I'd be like, dude, where, where was your <laughs> oh mind? Oh my God. When they got the tattoos on the back, on their backs, what's mine say? Dude, what's mine say? Where's my car? Isn't that what they said? The tattoo said? I've never actually seen that entire movie. Oh my movie. God. That's so funny. I don't even know if they find their car. But we could sit here and talk about stupid stuff Mark says, and that could be a whole podcast in itself. But we're here for crime, gosh darn it. We're here for crime. Now, let me tell you what's bugging me about Rust. A, let me start off by saying, by taking Alec Baldwin's side the last time we talked about this, I think people think I like him. (laughs) I don't. I think Alec Baldwin is a ginormous moron. My problem is... Is when we basically make that moron suffer with things that aren't legal. Right. I want them to get their comeuppance the correct way. Right. I don't like to end around things to make somebody suffer. I want them to suffer for the stupid stuff that they've done. Alec Baldwin being a producer on that film, A, 
was more part of his pay than him actually being a producer. It's something that's usually bargained into for main stars. Helena Hutchins' husband was made an executive producer after she passed away. I still don't get that. In order to make the lawsuit go away that he filed against Baldwin, he got executive producer rights on the film, which is a lot of money. Now that suit got dropped. Okay, Alec Baldwin's a moron, and his own demise is going to be him not being able to shut his mouth. Right. Now, listening to, I was the first to pile on Hannah Gutierrez Reed when this whole thing hit. Well, because we we only got bits and pieces in the beginning before they did the full investigation. Yeah, because we had dumb dumbass Alec Baldwin basically oh blaming her this entire time. My armor, my armor. Now, come to find out, she tried doing this training with him the first time. He was on his phone the entire time. Yep. Second time, he just skipped. So now that's one of her charges is that she didn't get give him his class. Well, she tried. Her defense will be able to hopefully debunk that, I hope. Do I think she was inept and over her head? I do. But do I think that if she actually was there the day that this happened? I would hope she'd see that it was a real bullet. I don't think it would have happened. Now, let me ask you this. Because Alec was on his phone and then he just said he didn't want to do the whole training on it. Yep. Could that hold some bearing against him? Because that was his choice to not do the training. They're using that against her. Right. But I'm saying. You have lowly probably makes very minimal money. Hannah Gutierrez Reed being told this is the way it's going to be done or you're replaced. Right. I get that everybody out there, Monday morning quarterbacks, absolutely every freaking thing in the world and says, I would have walked away. Bullshit. Right. I call bullshit. Nobody does. Nobody's going to walk away. The same thing happens when you have people get beating up by people and, oh, you should have, you know, these people are charged because they didn't step in and stop it. You wouldn't have. You can say after the fact you would have. Nobody does. Right. Everybody would rather sit there with their phones out and record what's going on or whatever else they do other than actually stopping. And they'll say afterwards, I I should have, but I was afraid and I was this. No, you want to be the first person to post your post on Facebook and say, look what I witnessed. Now, do we are they saying anything, whether they've offered any deals or anything to I either of the, them? I think they probably have. I haven't read anything where they have because the problem they have here is the most guilty person already took a deal. Right. And he's basically now force feeding them information that they want to use against these other people. Right. Because... I'm not even going to mention his name, but that guy, the one who took the deal, you guys can figure it out. He's the most guilty out of anything. Well, he's a known reoffender with yes. safety issues. So if I knew I was caught dead to rights, first thing I'd do is make a deal. So what I was talking to you about this earlier. So I was watching like an analyst who was kind of talking about the case and basically said exactly what I said about Alec, which is if he doesn't stop running his mouth... And he says too many things and does what he does, then he might end up in trouble and having his foot stuck in his mouth instead of just be quiet like he should have been from the beginning, like we've said from the beginning. I think I still have it here. Let's listen to what he said. I think it's still in this button right here. Meow. Oh, no. Wrong wrong button, guys. (laughs) Hold on. It's this one. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. You said you're not a victim, but 
Is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think back and I think of what could I have done? Let that sink in. Alec Baldwin is the victim. Yeah. And you should Alec feel bad for him. Baldwin's eyes, he's the victim. Yeah. His annoying wife with the fake accent that she does, who's Love from that. Boston. She's totally from Boston. Who make pretend she's, you know, British or whatever no, else I she think does. It's, um, I don't know what. In my mind, it's British. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm horrible <laughs> with accents. And I'm not going to do a fake one because that offends people. <clears throat> but she sits in front of these their houses and yells at the paparazzi, you give my children nightmares. Oh, man. I gave her a southerner accent. You there. just did. But it's just like, come on. I, I get so frustrated, and I don't mean to sit up here. I'm sitting up here in my high pulpit on top of the house here. You know, really, we're just sitting in a dirty office that I keep <laughs> telling Charity, I'm going to clean. And every time she comes, there's more crap shoved in it. Um, Mark, we're in the mansion in the cul-de-sac. Yes, we are in a cul-de-sac, not our mansion, though. <laughs> I just get frustrated just because it's just the simple fact of we always feel like we need to quote, unquote, right a wrong. Right. Sometimes there's accidents. Yeah. Is there negligence here? Absolutely. Yep. Is it the armorer's fault? I think I added an extra R on that, like charity. Armorer. I only do the. Oh, I do add extra R's. That's right. The armorer's <laughs> fault that they decided against her wishes and the set forth standards for that set to pull out a gun and start pointing it at the camera. Right. That's not her doing. No. They did that without her there. The guy who struck up a deal grabbed the gun and handed it to Alec Baldwin and said, this gun is clear. There's nothing wrong with it. You can use this gun. Well, guess what? He got a slap on the wrist and a fine. Yep. And now they're going after Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and she's facing five years in jail. Yeah, she is. How's that fair? Charity, imagine me. Ready for this? I'm going to sit here. Let, let's play this this whole thing out. All right, Charity, I'm going to leave and go to the store real quick. My car's in the yard. Don't touch it. But now you go out there and you decide to touch my car and you run over my neighbor. I get back from the store and I'm arrested because it was your car. It was my car. Yeah. How is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I don't I I don't think there's really anything fair going on. I think people are just so heated against Alec because of his actions directly afterward. And he just he handled it so wrongly. Do you know how we solve that problem? We stop supporting projects Alec Baldwin yeah. is tied to. True. We stop, you know, renting his movies. We stop showing him that he deserves an audience. Right. And eventually, you know what? People aren't going to hire him. Is it maybe to send him up, you know, to prison on trumped up charges? That's not the way we solve anything. Right. He's going to come out a bigger egomaniac. It's possible. You really want to affect change in this society? Hit him where it hurts in the wallet because everything that happens in the society is related to money. Do you know why we don't care cancer charity? Because there's too much money to be made in the treatment. It's sad, very sad, but it's true. I've watched numerous family members and people I care about pass away to cancer, but could we solve this problem? Absolutely. But we don't because they make too much money. Could we make prop guns that don't fire real yeah, bullets that look real? I that to me is honest to God, the number one question that we all should be asking. They can make prop things look 
identical to real ones. I don't understand. And they could put the sound in. They could do you. They people do voiceovers and they put crash sounds into things. And I don't understand at this day and age with technology being what it is. Why? Why are we still having? a gun that has even a fake in it. I don't get that. We can grow body parts, Jerry. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's we just crazy. We can't make a gun that looks real? Of course we can. But there's no money in that. Why? Why, we, why would we waste money to make fake guns when we have all these other ones? <sighs> and this is my other problem that leads me into it. I'm sorry. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This offends people, but the instant somebody does something with a gun, that gun company gets sued. Is that happening here? It always does. Not really? in this case, but in every other. Huh. Like, in New Hampshire, there's a company named Sturm Ruger. Everyone knows who Ruger is. Yep. They're, they were based in Newport, New Hampshire for the longest time. I grew up in that area. Most of my family worked there. That's one point or another throughout history. I worked there when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But yet they get sued maybe 20 times a year. Wow. Where else can you have this happen? What else can you? I I, I just get, I'm, I'm wound up. He's I wound so up, mad. guys. Oh, on my high horse. Yes. No, but do you see car companies get in, you know, get sued when somebody drives drunk in a car? No, Not but really remember often. that, that was it the woman who tried to sue the guy or the guy tried to sue the woman for giving him an, oh, the insurance company for giving them the STD. Do you remember that I little do story remember we had? That, that, that was a good funny. one. <laughs> My point is that we all like to do puppet outrage in, nowadays. And in 2020s, it's popular to do puppet outrage where we may pretend that we're highly offended by right. everything. Grow up. Affect what actually affects your own life. True. That's what I have to say. And that's the bottom line because Mark Beaudry said so. <laughs> There we go. I feel better now. Guys, he feels so much better. He looks more relieved now. 
since we're already 20 minutes into this episode, roll into this case. We got I, Mark's talked enough. <laughs> Woo! Do you need a breather? No, I'm going to sit over here and maybe pretend I'm listening to you. Yeah, you better listen to me because this always, is a good one. This is about the Richardson family. I always listen. I just think it's funny. I'll give you a meow. Ready? Okay. Meow. Why, thank you. How funny that I hit the wrong button during <laughs> trying to play Yeah, Baldwin, that meow. So. That meow did soften things a little bit, so that was good. That was good that that meow was an accident. Yes. Mark has spoken, and the meow is done, and Charity's taken over. And talk about I'm the Richardson family. I'm taking over right now. You ready? And go. Okay. Oh, um, wait a minute. We should um, do what I usually do. Ready? Yeah. I, I won't cut this part out. I usually look at Charity, and I'll either say, and go, or this. Or sometimes I look at her and say, roll that beautiful bean footage. And <laughs> then does. she bursts out laughing. And, and then have we have to, to do it over. But or, it's so funny. Or he'll say, go, and then I wait too long. And he'll go, no, you waited too long. And then he'll say, go. And I'll go. And he'll go, nope, you started too fast. I'll, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, go. I get the guy. And Charity's like, it's day. <laughs> that was, Let's find the That's happy Mark's medium. impression of me, guys. It's day. <laughs> do I All sound right. like that? You do okay. in my head. All right. Mark and Deborah Richardson were raising their family of four in a city in Alberta, Canada, named Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat is said to be the sunniest place in Canada. Sounds like a really nice place. Uh, to grow up and live, I would think, right? Where are you from? Medicine Hat? I've heard of Medicine Hat before. I have. Um, at the time this incident took place in 2006, Mark and De- Deborah had a 12-year-old daughter named Jasmine and an 8-year-old son named Tyler Jacob. At this point, I'm obviously not saying who the players are in this event. What I am going to say is that it is a particularly sad and meaningless story, like most of the stories we share on this podcast. I am going to say that this story hit me particularly bad because it involves an adult brainwashing a child. Oh, that's not good. In my eyes, and the set of and if it if he hadn't brainwashed her, in my opinion, the said event would never have happened. In my opinion. Okay. So we'll see what Mark's opinion is as we get into it. You know what they say about opinions, Charity? They're wonderful things to have. Yeah, I don't think that's what they say. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. Uh, So I think this will be a really good discussion to have, though, right? I'm excited. By all accounts, it seemed as if the family was a very normal family. Mark and Deborah truly loved their children and only wanted what was best for them. It was for this reason they absolutely forbid Jasmine from seeing her boyfriend. Uh Uh-oh. To say her parents didn't approve of their 12-year-old daughter's boyfriend was an understatement. Jasmine, who hadn't even entered her teenage years, was convinced this boy was the love of her life. And they were destined to be together if forever. I could tell you, Charity, how many times I was 100% like, this is the person I love. Oh, guys, Mark's a romantic. Not really. I'm just dumb and a glutton for punishment. Oh, I just thought you were like a hopeless romantic and you just want everything to... Work out and be happy to get forever in life. Should I say what I said out there? <laughs> Show you how romantic of a person I am. We we're uh, talking about Kristen being bored. And I said, if you're that bored, get up and clean something. I was shooketh to my core. And then he's like, I, you know, I didn't mean it like that, right? Like, you know, you, 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 know, you know, I didn't mean it like that. You ever that. feel the temperature drop 15 Ooh. degrees in a room? Kristen looks at me and he goes, she goes, I think my head's going to explode right now. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, in a way. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. I 
the look on Charity's face as she sets her phone down, yeah. like I said, and her hands went together. Yeah, and she's just like, like oh, I, no. Do I leave? Be... Do I stay? What do I do? Oh, you weren't leaving. You were <laughs> like, I'm going to watch this. I wanted some popcorn. <laughs> right? You were loving this. Anyways, whatever. I tell everything that I do. That's what happened. And I, I didn't mean it that way. We know. But if you're bored, there's ways to handle that. <laughs> Wrong choice of words, Mac. Wrong choice of words. And then she immediately told me. You know, your office is dirty. You can clean that. She sure did. She had a lot more four letter words. She it, sure but. did. <laughs> I got the help. I got the hint though. Guys, it was really funny. It was. Anyways, let me continue on. This is how much I love our creeps that I just tell this stuff. Yeah. I don't care. Why not? We're all family. Very true. When you're here, you're family. That's oh, I like that. That's from well, that's from a like a restaurant. It's like one of their sayings. Applebee's. I think it is. Oh, I don't know. It's been said by those close to the family that Jasmine was a happy, extremely social little gal before she met this air quote unquote boy. Her personality changed drastically after meeting this boy named Jeremy Stink. Am I saying that right? Can we look it up? I think let's just roll with it. It's funny. All right. Is it a big part of the story? S-T-E-I-N-K-E. Stinky? Stinky? He's either stinky or oh. stinky. Well, they, oh, they're all fitting. Or stunky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I basically just go by Jeremy anyways. All right. Let me just ask you this. If it's important to the story that we have it correct, we should absolutely- I think it is important to the story, yes. Is he a good guy? No. Then I don't care. He's okay. a douchebag. We'll just call him stinky. Okay. All right. Guys, stinky. the guy we can't Jeremy pronounce- Jeremy Stinky. He's name. now Jeremy Stinky. <laughs> I love it. Um. Oh, and Jeremy wasn't just a boy. He was a 23-year-old man. 23? And she's 12. Was 12. Um, a 23-year-old man. Yeah. That's not... He is stinky. Yep. He's a lot more things. Uh, oh, just wait. I'm going to tell you what some more of the things are. The two lovers met at a punk rock concert. Jeremy was said to live a gothic lifestyle, and as soon as Jasmine met him, she too became very gothic, dressing totally different and wearing a ton of dark makeup, making her look much older than a 12-year-old girl. So she, like like family friends had said, she was a normal 12-year-old little girl, had a bunch of friends, super social, happy all the time. She meets this man and immediately becomes goth because that's what he was and she wanted to be like him because she was obsessed with him or thought she was in love with him and now she is living a completely different lifestyle so we can see why her parents absolutely forbid her to be around this guy yeah it's pretty easy to see what the common denominator now is. i don't know what the laws are in canada but he's darn lucky that they didn't call the police yeah very right because 12 and 23 it's not like even 17 and 23, 12 years old. You're not even a teenage girl yet. Put this on the list of things that wouldn't have fly in my household when my kid was younger. Absolutely. So Not acceptable. She even joined a dark website upon Jeremy's approval called, are you ready for it? Vampirefreaks.com. Oh, I know that site. Do you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jeremy wasn't raised any. Part of me was really worried that whatever you were going to say, <laughs> I, was like, oh I was like, I might be a member of this site. And then you post this like, in the clear. Vampires, I'm in the clear. I know, I'm not into the vampire thing. <laughs> and Jeremy wasn't raised anything like Jasmine. If anything, it was the opposite of her loving home she was being raised in. 
His mother was a raging alcoholic that turned a blind eye to the fact that her partner was extremely abusive to him. On top of a horrible home life, he was horribly bullied and made fun of by his peers at school. Let's describe Jeremy a little bit. At the age of 13, he kind of became a different being. A being he wholeheartedly believed engulfed his soul. Uh, I can kind of see where you're going here. He fully believed he was a 300-year-old werewolf. Not a vampire like you'd think. I was thinking vampire. Me too. No, he is a 300-year-old werewolf. I mean... Do we know for sure he's not? No. uh, No, that's what I'm saying. Along with dressing in a gothic manner, he started wearing a vial of blood around his neck. I think we can all see why Mark and Deborah prohibited their daughter for seeing this odd guy. I laugh because have you seen that commercial where this girl brings home this tattooed guy? Yes. And the dad instantly, like, he's into flowers and whatever that fancy turn is, and they become best friends. Yes. She's probably bringing him home, like... Okay, like they might question the vial of blood around the throat and the excessive facial hair because, you know, I'm 12. Yeah. Man, and you, imagine this. And you're meeting. a werewolf. Werewolf. I like that. Wolf. I'm a werewolf. I can't stand myself sometimes. We okay. all do it. Whew. All right. Unfortunately, the more her parents tried to keep her from her man, the more she was driven into his arms. Yeah, parents, if you want to know how to make your kid not want to be around somebody that's weird, just allow them to be. Yeah, I don't know. The second you start making a big deal out of it, you know what? I Prime example. There could be something on the counter that I'm looking at for a week. It could be a candy bar that's not mine. But when I'm told I can have it whenever, it will stay there. The second Kristen says, don't touch that candy bar because it's mine, that is like down my gullet. I'm already eating it. The second something is not allowed, it ups the satisfaction factor by 10. I agree. Just it a does. Little, little food for thought. A little tidbit. Uh, she was seemed like she was a headstrong girl who thought she knew that what was best for her. Like, you know, I, I know that I love him. He loves me. And uh, she was definitely head over heels in love with this. this uh, Stinky werewolf. thing. Yeah. I tell you what. Imagine this stinky thing. (laughs) Imagine charity, all the good decisions you had when you were 12, if they actually came to fruition. Seriously, I know. I was the dumbest person in the world at 12. I think we all were. You're just a kid. I used to look at my kid when she would say stuff when she was 12, and I'd be like, You have no idea. Oh, yeah. The things we'd talk about, like me and my friends would talk about. Oh, yeah. I love Aubrey to death, and she knows this, but. Aubrey literally could have said nothing to me until she was 10, and I would have missed nothing in my life. Like, And I mean that the best way possible. What did your kids tell you other than I love you from 0 to 10 that made a difference in your life? I mean... Charity, it's nothing. Let's be honest here. Probably. It's not like they were writing Mozart music and... How do you know? I bet your kids. (laughs) They're not famous with music. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Like, it's just what I'm saying. Like, no, I don't mean I that in a bad way, but... They just say, fu- they say funny stuff. They're kids. They think of weird stuff. They just blurt it out. They ask tons of questions. I talked nonstop. My yeah. dad probably wanted to strangle me. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, if my dad was alive today, I would look at him and be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I I pitch a little mark in the back seat of the car, just being like, "Why does the sky look like that? How come that? How come that tree's leaning to the left? What's with this? What's the color of that house? How come this?" It was why, what, yep. what, why, when, where, how, and like, hey. Look at this hammer my dad has. I wonder if I hit it against this window if oh, it will see. break. Oh, God, I didn't do anything like that. Oh, that will break. Oh, look at this VCR that my dad loves. I wonder if I put this in it if it will break it. Oh. Oh, it did. Here, let me take it apart and try to fix it. This was Mark from 10 and under. Um, I can tell you that um, a car I had quite a long time ago, the radio stopped working, and we couldn't figure out why. And when we got it looked at, there was probably a handful of change, change inside of the radio that somebody had put in there. To oh. this day, no one admits who it was. Anyways, I'm moving forward. Anywho. <laughs> so this particular 300-year-old Wilworth, Wolf, why can't I say Wolf, enjoyed vlogging. I mean, we don't know how many of them are out there and how many of them could be so old they might not know how to vlog. So like, he's a really smart 300-year-old one. Right? I love this. He knows how to vlog. The lovers had complete disdain for Deborah and Mark. After all, who were they to get in the way of their true love, Mark? Yeah, they don't know what's going on. They don't know them. They don't know how in love they are. Maybe this 12-year-old's 300 years old, too. We don't know. Maybe. Um, Here's something Jeremy wrote for his fellow vloggers to read on April 3rd, 2006. Oh, boy. Quote, payment, exclamation point. My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on. They just assume, dot, dot, dot. Their throats I want to slit, dot, dot, dot. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment, exclamation point, end quote. Do you know what makes me really feel like this guy's 300 years old? Is they use the term rents. Yeah. Her rents are like totally not cool. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, but oh my God. Who who puts it? First of all, dumbass. I'm sorry. Who writes that on, on a platform that can be seen by many people? Well, here's the thing. It's like text messages. Yes, but you got to remember this. How are we to judge what somebody is real or is this blog a story that True, they're building I guess. or this or that? Those are the things that we need to remember. True. All I know is on The Sopranos... Whenever they make important phone calls, it's from a payphone mark, so it cannot be traced. Correct, but they weren't 300 years old. They didn't have this you vast don't knowledge know that. that Stinky had. You, <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Isn't he talented, though? Was his wording? His I wording do. was, like, really I talented. I love the dot, dot, dot. According to police reports, Jasmine was the first one to suggest a plan, a plan that would allow the two of them to be together without anyone or anything trying to stop them. This is what she wrote to Jeremy in an email. Quote, it begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you, end quote. These two with the paper trails. It just shows how young and naive she was and how stupid and immature Jeremy was. She went to the Alec Baldwin school of what not to say. Legit. (laughs) I love it. Here was Jeremy's reply to Jasmine's email. Quote, well, I love your plan. 
but we need to get a little more creative with like details and stuff with, he said, with like, with like details and stuff, end quote. With like details. With like details. I didn't know a 300 year old werewolf spoke like that. I didn't either. With like details and stuff, end quote. Anyways. Charity's having a lot of fun with your faces. <laughs> it was discovered that Jasmine even told her friends about their plan to off her parents. The friends said they either didn't believe her or thought she had to be joking. And you can't blame the friends, right? They were likely only 12 years old as well. Why would they ever think, to your point, what all the crap people say when they're 12, that yeah. their friend would actually do something like that, you know? I think as a society, we all wish for the best of people. and We don't think people are capable of things right? until they are. Especially a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Who they thought they knew very well, right? Because it was just very suddenly that she changed. They probably thought, oh, she's just dressing like this because Jeremy likes it. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, Stinky, what he says goes. Like, <laughs> I wonder if he got her her own vial of blood. He, like, probably did. I totally have to know if that's what he got her for totally. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Jasmine and Jeremy continued planning the murders of Mark and Deborah. They decided the day to do it would be April 23rd, 2006. So they did what any other power couple would do on the night of the 22nd. They, of course, watched the movie Natural Born Killers to get pumped up. I mean, that is a pretty good movie. More murders fueled by this movie. Jeez, remember we talked about this when, we, when I did the movies that inspired yep. murders? Wow. I, now I can kind of see, because back in the day, I'm like, oh, everyone's just being, it's just a movie. Like, why I is everyone? preferred him in White Man Can't Jump. Right. Oh, I liked that <laughs> movie, too. And Cheers. I loved him in Cheers. But, but I remember thinking back when it first came out, because I was obviously a lot younger, and I thought, well, it's a big deal. It's just a movie. But I have to go revisit it because I don't remember enough about it. Maybe I'll watch it. it. I, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it to be very graphic. I will download it on my iPad and watch it when I'm flying down to Daytona. Oh, there you go. Good. There we go. Perfect. Done. It was reported that on April 23rd, a young neighborhood boy knocked on the Richardson's door to see if Jasmine's little brother, Tyler, Jacob, could come out and play. No one answered the door, so the little boy peered in through a window and oh, thought no. he saw a dead body. He ran home and told his mother, who then called 911. <sighs> this is getting sadder by the minute. Yes. Inspector Brent Sekundiak, Sekundiak was one of the first to arrive on the scene. He looked in one of the basement windows and saw a person on the ground. He quickly called for more help, thinking someone in the home might still be alive. There was no such luck. When officers entered the home, they found Deborah, Mark, and little eight-year-old Tyler Jacob bludgeoned to death. That's horrible. All murdered. What did that little kid do? Nothing. What did the parents do? Nothing. Except try to protect their daughter. See now, all right, and this is going to come out wrong because apparently it's put my foot in my mouth kind of day. <laughs> but to a 12-year-old kid, yes, I could get how they could project anger on their parents. Of course. But the little kid. No, oh, I agree. Where? Right. How? Why? What did that kid ever do? It's hard. not saying the parents did anything either, but I put put yourself in the mind of a twelve year old. Well, it's and uh, it is very hard to fathom that Jasmine had even killed her little brother. I mean, that's your yes. like you said, in, in it's exactly what I'm boy. saying. Exactly, it's horrible. When the police realized Jasmine was missing from the home, they immediately feared for her safety. Mm -hmm. They thought maybe whatever monster had done this kidnapped her from the home. Of course, they think that she's twelve. Yep. Right. Oh my God, um, Inspector. Secondiac had this to say it wasn't even in the realm of possibility that she was an, was an accused after investigating the crime scene the sequence of the killings was determined Deborah was first 
to be killed. She was stabbed to death. Next to go was Mark. He tried to defend himself with a screwdriver, but lost the battle and died being stabbed to death as well. So he likely either witnessed his wife being killed or came upon it and and thought to himself immediately, oh my God, my son, my daughter, I need to protect this family. And he tried. So he definitely had defensive wounds and stuff, which is so sad. Jasmine's parents' bodies were left in the basement. Her little brother was left in his bed where he was killed. His throat had been slit wide open. Police went right into action and issued an Amber Alert for Jasmine. They said she needed to be found, quote unquote, regarding a serious family matter. I'll say so. Right. <laughs> so the, they didn't really know serious. what was going on at this point. Like like the investigator said, they didn't they did not once did it cross their mind that she was involved. They just wanted to find her because they were worried. They didn't want to release yeah. the fact that they, people were killed. So they just said it was a family matter, you know. The investigation quickly took a horrifying turn when the email exchanges between Jasmine and Jeremy were found. Oh, boy. At this point, it was realized that Jasmine was not a victim. She was responsible for the act. A manhunt went into action, and the lovers were found in Jeremy's truck, arrested and taken into custody. So, okay, let's <laughs> let's departmentalize this a little bit, okay? All right. So your getaway car is your own car. <laughs> yep, not very smart thinking. Your emails are on your computers. For everyone to see. Right. I mean, I could see her being naive, thinking nobody's going to see those. But he's a 23-year-old dude who is internet savvy. You don't think the police and investigators can find stuff? No, I I, I get it because people are dumb. <laughs> this guy probably deleted the stuff and thought, oh, they can't get it back when it was deleted. You got to remember, this was, what, 10, 15 years ago? Still, though, I don't know. They were each charged with three murders. Later in the investigation, there was another arrest. A 19-year-old friend of Jeremy's named Casey Lancaster was charged with being an accessory. She drove them away from the murder scene in her pickup truck and got rid of the evidence. Why? I don't know. Why would you? Let me tell anybody that considers me a friend. If you ever try to get me involved in something like that, I will be the first person to call the police on you. Absolutely. You're not going to rope me into one of these things and try to, well, you know, you're as guilty as me now. Exactly. F off, dude. You're going to jail. But like, here's the thing. She was charged with, I don't know. Remember the case we did with the poor young girl that was murdered by the the roommates that were lovers? Yep. And the dude that knew what was all going on and did nothing. And he like walked away pretty much. Yep. It's so weird in different areas and different circumstances. What happens? Yeah, he shouldn't. He he should have absolutely walked away. And his first thing should have been. To a phone. Yep. But he did call it. the police. He had so many times he could in this. Yep. I don't know. Whatever. But li- luckily they were captured right away. Scumbags. Not long after they were arrested, the vampire popped the question to his child lover. Oh, my God. She said yes, of course, and couldn't have been happier. <sighs> Jasmine and Jeremy didn't seem to care who knew about their love or their murderous plan. Jasmine they, and Jeremy sitting right? in a tree. They talked to each other on a public Canadian website called Nexopia. I asked you know who about this website, and who? this is what she had to say. You know who? Miss Wiki. Oh, okay. Nexopia, Nex, Nexopia sorry, is a Canadian social networking website created in 2003 by 18-year-old Timo Ewalds. It was designed for ages 14 and up, but was later lowered to 13. Users are able to create and design profiles, a friend list, blogs, galleries, and compose articles and forums. Sounds similar to Facebook to me. Yep. Their messages were able to be read by the public after their arrests until Nexopia removed them. 
Jasmine lied and set up her profile as a 15-year-old girl, and her username was Runaway Devil. <laughs> Jeremy told his friends that he and Jasmine were going to do the same thing the characters in Natural Born Killers did, except they were going to kill her little brother as well. They went in with this plan yep. to kill the little brother. Right. And this they, makes they, it they, so much more And they more could sad. now go back and read all of this and talk to the friends. Remember, these were the friends that later told the police they didn't take Jeremy seriously at all. After all, Jeremy was a was as goth, goth as they come and enjoyed all things dark and creepy. For all we know, he could have said things like this to his friends before and never actually did it. Like he could have said to them before, I'm going to kill that. I'm going to kill that dude. I'm so pissed. Dude, if uh, I get it. But I said, we all have what's called hindsight. Yep. Because we know what he ended up doing. Right. Do you know how many times I've had friends say the stupidest yeah. things that should have been like warning signs? Yeah. Just them being dumb. Yeah. It happens. Nobody wants to think that it's going to happen to them right. or with somebody and then, they know. To me, the sad thing now, too, is those friends that you did say something to, now they feel guilty and they shouldn't because they didn't think yeah. this was going to happen. But now they're left thinking, oh, my gosh, if I had said something. And that's not fair to them either. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's just sad. It's same as the person who decides to kill themselves by jumping in front of like a truck or something. Yep. Now that trucker has to live with that the rest of their life. That's right. So let's get into sad. the trials. Jasmine's trial took place in 2007. It was determined before her trial that Jeremy killed both of her parents in the basement, and she was solely responsible for slitting her brother's throat while he was was nestled tightly in his bed. That makes it even worse. Even worse, right? The two reportedly bragged to friends about the murders, and Jeremy said he gutted Jasmine's parents like fish. What a... During her trial, Jasmine was referred to as J.R. due to the fact that she was underage. She pleaded not guilty and claimed she had only hypothetical conversations with her boyfriend about killing her parents and little brother. She claimed there was no way she was actually going to do it. So question, how Mm -hmm. did this hypothetical conversation turn into her slitting her little brother's throat? Who knows? But none of her claims were believed by the jury. She was found guilty of three counts of first-degree murder. She was only 13 at the time of her conviction. So sad. Are you ready to hear what kind of sentence she received? I'm going to be mad, aren't I? No, because I see I look at this a little different, and that's where we're going to have the conversation. She got the maximum sentence that could be given to a child six years in jail. But after she was released, she was to have four years of close supervision. It is believed that she is the youngest person in Canada to be convicted of three counts of first-degree murder. Let's talk about this for a minute, okay? Jasmine Richardson was a great, loving child that came from a wonderful family until she met Jeremy, an adult that had no reason to be involved with a child. Yep. We read some of the emails they sent back and forth, but who knows what was said in person. Had Jasmine, who was just a child, been brainwashed by an adult man? Was she too a victim just as her family had been? Think of the anguish she must have gone through when she realized what she had actually done. The guilt will be for a lifetime. This wasn't a kid from a troubled home. This was a kid like any other girl her age until she met this messed up guy. You know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like she was just a child. Yes. Yes, I do think she needed to be punished and I do think we're going to get into it too, rehabilitated, because I do think this is a case where someone actually was rehabilitated. And I like to talk about cases like this because it gives hope. Yeah. You know, it doesn't I, bring the family back, but it gives hope. I have nothing against rehabilitation. No, not and at all. I think all. it's something that we should strive to do. Yep. Um, 
I sometimes think not everybody can be rehabilitated. I agree with that. Yep. Some people, I'm sorry, people got mad at me for saying this before. Some people are just bad people. They're just bad people. Yeah. This person, from what I've read, it's undetermined to me. I don't know enough about her to know. Right. Um, do people develop weird feelings? They do. That's what we have Stockholm Syndrome. That's why people, yep. you know, they fall in love with well, the, their captors. And here's my thing. She was pre-pubescent, pubescent. Yeah. Your psyche can go crazy with those hormones. And I'm not making excuses, but I kind of am in a way. You're you not know? making excuses. You, you're telling it. You're telling it like it is. Right. Like, I get it. I, I need to find out more about her rehabilitation. I'm going to get into it. Okay. So Jeremy's trial was in 2008. He, too, was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder. That dude, I don't think, no. should even bother nope. being rehabilitated. His sentence was much different due to his age. He was 25 years old at the time of his trial. He was sent to jail for life for life, and must serve a minimum of 25 years before he would be able to go before the parole board. Here's a little tidbit that I don't agree with. Jasmine and Jeremy were allowed to send each other letters back and forth while in jail. Love letters. Saying nothing about the fact that they committed murder. Only their plans to get married someday. My feeling is like child services should have stepped in. How old was she at this point? Though? 13. 13? I thought, she, okay, so it hasn't been that long yet. I didn't know some of these trials can last no. a couple years. She was 13 at the time she was convicted and he was 25. I would have thought that the state would have put a no contact order between them. That's what I'm saying because she's just a child. I I, I was because like sh I was so shocked when I heard, read that. Best case scenario, he's just messing up her head more. Right. Worst case scenario, he is putting stuff in her head yeah. that could try to free him. Right. Like this is that's well, that's dumb. And this just proves to me what kind of hold Jeremy had on this child. Yeah. Her parents saw it right away and tried to stop it to the best of their ability, and they, along with their son, paid the ultimate price. So let's get into where Jasmine is now. Okay. Jasmine ended up qualifying for an intensive rehabilitation custody and supervision after her conviction in 2007. She spent four years in a psychiatric institution and an additional four and a half years in conditional community supervision. So they took her rehabilitation very seriously. It was determined that Jasmine suffered from con conduct disorder and oppositional defiant disorder. Here again is what my Miss Wiki had to say about both of these disorders. Contact disorder or CD is a mental disorder diagnosed in childhood or adolescence that presents itself through a rep uh, repetitive and persistent pattern of behavior that includes theft, lies, physical violence that may lead to destruction and reckless breaking of rules in which the basic rights of others or major age appropriate norms are violated. Okay, so that makes sense in Jasmine's case, right? Oppositional defiant disorder or ODD is listed in the DSM-5 under disruptive impulse control and conduct disorders and defined as a pattern of angry, irritable, mood argumentative, de defiant behavior, or vindictiveness. This behavior is usually targeted towards peers, parents, teachers, and other authority figures. If Jasmine was suffering from these disorders, it would have made it all the more easy for her to be manipulated by an adult like I believe she was. Like we always say, it was the perfect storm. A storm that could never be taken back. Jasmine finished school while serving her sentence and was able to graduate. In 2016, at the age of 22, it was determined that Jasmine put the necessary work in and was ready to be released back into society. It was deemed that she was no longer a threat to society. Here is what Court of Queens bench Justice Scott Brooker had to say at the time. I love that. I love 
the Canadian, Justice Court of Queen's Bench, Justice Scott Booker. I love that. It just sounds so fancy. He said, you've indicated through your conduct you have a desire to atone for what you did. Clearly, you cannot undo the past. You can only live each day with the knowledge that you can control how you behave. News.com reports that Jasmine is believed to be living discreetly in an undisclosed location in Canada. It's assumed she changed her identity. I think you'd have to change your identity to you live a have to. life. Yeah. I'm very sad that innocent people lost their lives, but I am happy for Jasmine. In this case, I believe she truly was rehabilitated, and I hope she is living as normal of a life as she can. I'm sure she thinks about what she did and feels sorry every day of her life. Jeremy Stanky tried to appeal his conviction in 2008, but had no such luck. Good. He even changed his name to Jackson May. Do you think Jackson is also a 300-year-old werewolf? Or did the werewolf leave his body when he changed his name? I don't know where the werewolf went. He has. I, I love it when you say it. He ha- did I say it again? Yes. Werewolf? Werewolf. I kind of like it better than werewolf. I do too. I think it's a thing now. Yeah, werewolf. Werewolf. The next story that we have that involves a werewolf, you should definitely just call a werewolf. Werewolf. He has not yet served his minimum of 25 years before the possibility of parole, so he is currently so he currently sits in jail where he belongs in my eyes and I hope he's never let out. All right, my take on the this. The end. Rehabilitation. Oh, you want to talk real fast before we go? No, of course. Rehabilitation. Somebody like her, yes, I think could be rehabilitated. Right. This dude Let's not even talk about the stuff that's not even brought up here. Made right. this 12-year-old girl his quote-unquote girlfriend. Yep. Obviously, he was probably intimate with her. Oh. She's 12. He, on top of that, right there, he should just be off this earth. I agree. I have zero use for it's you. It's molestation. Um, on top of that, he brainwashed her and was responsible for three murders. Yes, he was. Do we Sorry want the sniffing, guys. that kind of person rehabilitated? No. Can they be rehabilitated? I don't know if he can. I don't know. I mean, he also came from a really crappy home. Like we've said many times, many people come from crappy homes and they don't become a 300-year-old werewolf. And um, they don't murder people. Yeah, I, I've got nothing so but hate for this guy. I don't I don't know. I don't know what he has been doing while he's in j- jail. I don't know if he's been trying to work on himself. I don't know if he got into a rehabilitation. I couldn't find anything on that. But I'm glad that she did because she really was just a child, you know, so. I look at life maybe a little bit differently. Is this person going to be rehabilitated and be made a upstanding member of this society? Right. She probably could. I think so. Him? I don't think so. Well, and nothing's been heard about her since she's been released. So to me, that says she's living a quiet life and probably has severe emotional problems living with the fact that she killed her family. Oh, one hundred percent. That's, that's a, a tough, tough thing to live with. Guys, sound off on our Facebook group, which is Case Watch Crime Creeps. It's the best place on the internet. Best place ever. It is. It's great. Mark's been very social in there lately. Mark has been. I've seen that. Yes, I've been spouting off in there and having fun and he really shucking has shucking and jiving with our creeps. I love shucking them. and jiving. Oh, we got a, we got um, a couple more reviews on Apple. I did see that. Yep, we're up to one eighty nine now. One eighty nine, baby. Yeah, baby. Dollar eighty nine. <laughs> hey, we want to hear what you have to say. Seriously, 603-212-4600. Send us a voicemail. Shout out online. Uh, Instagram. I'm at not Mark B. Charity is at Charity underscore Case Watch. We appreciate you guys. That's what it comes down to. 
want to hear what you have to say about this case. It's very polarizing. And remember, even friends don't agree all the time. So we can have some differences in opinions Absolutely. and still be friends. Because if we're not, we're no better than anybody else. I agree. We'll see you on the next episode, guys. Bye, guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.